Introducing the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat with the Black Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi, hi. I hope you're having a wonderful day and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. You're listening to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Today, I Introducing decided the Black Jewish Queen Live to Chat. dive into, I decided to dive, I will say not dove, but dive into um, the conversation about the paranormal. Many people have been talking about the coming of the Mashiach, which in English, the Messiah, and many people have um, been fascinated with the different things surrounding the coming of the Mashiach. In other words, you know, the signs, the paranormal signs, the strange things that's been happening in our world today, but many believe that the strange things that are happening, it has to do with the coming Mashiach. So bear with me. I'm also going to have another book commercial for you guys really soon, releasing a new book, uh, the Tikkun Olam how-to book. But I had mentioned that, I think, on the last program. But in anyways, I wanted to say, we're going to dive into this paranormal stuff before Mashiach. Um, I wanted, you know, to just touch on it, um, explore what other people's opinions are about it, and um, just talk a little bit about it. So after this commercial break, we'll go right to it. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and out outside of his creation. And what does a metaphysical God have to do with you and the creation around you? You are a very big piece of a huge puzzle. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creator from author Dr. Denise Gotadis is available on Amazon. Order your copy right now.
Judges me river kingdom. Me no hide the truth from my people. Face Alexi. Please give them the reading. Me a thank The Lord is watching. He's watching on us. In every single song. We must be the Lord. The Lord is watching. He's watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. We broke up his jaws with hatred. Look at what is happening right from the world. Gabriel, Karahia, Maladunia. Our Lord is watching to get this letter. Stop tribalism. I say, let us live in love. Nina Kulu Akwana. The Lord is watching. He's watching on us In every situation We must live in love The Lord is watching He's watching on us In every situation We must live in love Gabilia Batakali Nasibu But if you return in a water Let us know that we are one One flesh, one blood, one country we are all made in the image of God. Hey, hey. The Lord is watching. He's watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. The Lord is watching. He's watching on us. In every situation, we must live in love. Whether in bad situation, even good ones. The Lord is there for us, hey, that's why me say, we must live in love. Mafi dayale neng neng, wala saklas, nina kulua hit, God Almighty, is watching on us. The Lord is watching, is watching on us, in every situation, we must live in love. The Lord is watching. He's watching on us In every situation We must live in love Introducing the Black Jewish Queen live chat With the Black Jewish Queen herself Your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis Hi everyone, welcome to CRS Radio, the knowledge station, the Black Jewish Queen live chat. Today we are going to talk paranormal before Mashiach. What does all of this mean that is coming out in the expectation of the Mashiach? But I'm, I'm going to explore what it all means. And I want you to explore this with me. Um, many people are talking about weird things that are happening around the world, and many are saying, hey, this could be a precursor to the coming of the Mashiach, which is in English, Messiah. And so today I wanted to discuss some of the things, some of the articles that I have been, uh, that I came across that is talking about this particular thing. One article, it um, crossed my path and caught my mind. Um, 
caught my interest, in other words. Um, it was a web page. It's called About Mashiach, the approaching uh, of the end times through a Jewish lens because we hear of so many other variations of things that people talk about as far as the coming Messiah, the Mashiach. And you know what? As a matter of fact, Netflix had a show called The Messiah, um, and they had cut it off. So many people have so many theories of how they think that the Messiah, the Mashiach, is going to come. And this is a highly touchy subject and controversial subject uh, which uh, many people with many people, and so I wanted to just you know what dive right into it. Um, now, this one article that I ran across, and it is called "Unpleasant Signs." This is um, what they have put in the article, and um, their idea of what the Mashiach. I want to I want to read an article in other words of what some of the articles that they have put upon this particular website and it's the transition from the old world to the new world. Okay? Um this is the about Mashiach approaching end times through Jewish lens of blog page has, okay? And in this article they're talking about the different signs, the unpleasant signs, and um, let's go into the birth plan, birth pains. Uh, anyways, they are saying that pregnancy, labor, and birth have a relevance to the coming of the Mashiach. And the, the scriptures that are given in this particular um, thing what their sources are is Isaiah sixty six eight, and it says Zion Zion has gone into labor, and then Zion has given birth. Okay, and then it goes um, to to into the Lukatatora the Devarim one B Zion is like a mark. And then in Talmud Sukha 52b, God regrets creating exile. And then um, the need to know about the gula and the, and be be ready for it. So I mean, these are just some of the things, some of the things that um, how the Jewish world sees um, the coming Mashiach. I want to go. I had just came into the article. And it says, why is the coming of the Mashiach associated with pain? Okay? And in this particular um, passages, um, they're saying that the world is going to go through a series of pains when they're transitioning from the old world to the new world. And what does all of this mean? What What's transitioning? And see, this is the viewpoint. And the old world, the world as we've commonly known it, is the old world. 
and then the new world is the world that will be conceived in the messianic age. So in other words, in the viewpoint of the authors of these articles, um, they are saying that the transitioning from the old world to the new world, it's like a woman giving birth. And so the pains that we are going through um, the the bad things, these transformations, and all of the things that are happening within the world that is not ordinarily normal, this is the labor. It's like a woman going through labor. And in the end of that labor, of these particular labor pains, it's supposed to bring forth a Mashiach, the Mashiach age, the Mashiach. Um, a man-child. So um, this is, um, you know, man-child sent by God. So this is um, basically what um, they are saying. And so their other intro is the deepest evils emerging. And if I can pull up one of these articles, I would like to talk a little bit about what's going on because right now I'm looking at a list of signs and, and it says as their name and their Talmudic source. Okay. Now this is a list of some of the signs that the Jewish people are seeing and what does it have to do with the paranormal? It has a lot to do with the paranormal. I'm going to get in, into that, but first I want to read the signs from the Talmudic sources. Okay. Okay, the military. Number one, the, um, they said that the signs was in, is the military, nations, nations fighting with each other. Two, the destruction of the Galilee. Three, destruction of Gal, the Gal, Gal, Gal land. And then four, the wandering of those who do well on the borders without pity. Okay. And then it goes into the economic. Five, you running out of coins from the pockets. Six, searching for the fish for the sick but not finding it. Seven, all prices equal. Eight, prices soaring. Nine, vine yielding fruit, yet wine is dear. And I think in that sense, wine would be very expensive. And then 10 is the political the falling gate of Rome, and then 11, the wicked kingdom stretching over the Jewish people, 12, the government becoming heretic, and 13, the face of the generation being like the face of a dog. Wow. So before I even go any further, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to read them all, and then we're going to go back, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about each one, and I'm going to give my take on it, and I will give you their take on it. Okay, so the 13, the face of the generation being like the face of the dog, and then social, there's no rebuke, 14, 15, an increase in informers, 16, distorted dignity, 17, insolence will increase, 18, youth putting old men to shame, 19, family unit breakdown, and then 20, cursing and blaspheming, okay? And then the religious part of it, 21, is giving up on the gorilla, the redemption, 22, 
the generation is either completely righteous or completely liable. 23, truth lacking. 24, God-fearing people are considered mad. 25, darkness covering the nations. And I believe what they mean by darkness covering the nations is not necessarily physical to our eyes. It's a spiritual darkness that is covering the nations. 26, dwindling generation. And 27, um, now dwindling generation may be the birth rates dropping. 27, wisdom of the scholars is degenerating. Wow. In 28, the reduction of scholars. 29, remaining scholars finding hardship. 30, meeting places being used for immorality. And then 31, censoring people being mocked. 32, so on whom can we rely upon our Father in heaven. And 33, the scrutiny of the scholars. So see, these is some of the list of the signs as they are named in the Talmudic source. And the web page, you can, already, you can always go to it. It's www.aboutmashiach.com. And it's unpleasant signs for Mashiach. And now number one, when they were saying the nations were fighting with each other, as we well know that, yes, there are many wars that are going on worldwide, some reported, some unreported. Just the other day I was listening to some saying that there was war going on in Sudan. And so, you know, in Sudan we know, in Ukraine we know that it is many things that is happening. And according to the Talmudic sources, this um, is one of the signs of the impending time of that woman giving birth to the Mashiach because of the troubling times. And I take each and every sign according to uh, what the page is trying to represent and say is that each of these pains that I just read off, those are the things that are considered the labor pains before the great redemption, before the Gulah, before all of the resurrections and of the dead occur. And when, you know, this is before Mashiach, these things, they're happening. And you know what? I can see this. I can see these things. You know, they're happening. And many, in, in, in a sense, and it's like a paranormal, many unusual things are happening because it kind of reminds me of the times when people were talking about, as in the days of Noah was, and the days of Noah before when the world first got destroyed, what happened was there were paranormal things that are going on during Noah's time, exactly like our days. You know, people stopped caring and everything. And, um, oh, by the way, it is the 49th day of counting the Omer. Just to let everybody know, I hope you're counting the Omer because Shavuot is on its way. We're counting 49 days, just to let everybody know, because this is the 49 days between the holidays from Passover. So <laughs> I just wanted to touch on that as well as all of the mothers out there. All right. Now, as I was saying, 
<laughs> the we are we were talking about as far as the signs, the unpleasant signs before Vamashiach comes. And it wasn't Noah's day. It was not probably, I don't know, during that time if they were, they did have nations fighting each other. I suppose they did. It was, you know, in our time, it's nations fighting each other. There's so many disagreements between the countries. It's not funny. I mean, you can go even through India, Pakistan, there's a conflict that are ongoing there. I mean, people are not getting along. We go from North Korea, we go from China, we go to the United States, and we have Israel. Now, a few days back, they were um, had their missile attack warnings, and the news said absolutely nothing about it. Um, Israel had a whole bunch of rockets raining down on it. But thankfully, Israel do have the Iron Dome that catches these rockets before they hit the ground. But unfortunately, one of the rockets did hit the ground, and a person lost their life because their building got hit. So, you know, there is fighting. There's people fighting with Israel. Sudan, there's fighting going on there. Nigeria, the Congo, there's fighting going on there. You know, people are at a disagreement just every little step. And then America is fighting along the borders with the people who want to cross the borders and everything. So, you know, there's conflicts. The United States fighting a little bit with China. Russia is just threatening. You know, it's, it's, it's a concern. It's a concern, but this is a part of the labor pains that the woman is going through in order to bring forth the Mashiach that is coming. Okay, now the destruction of the Galilee. Now, me, I didn't know that they were uh, destroying the Galilee. Maybe they're overfishing the Galilee. Um, maybe they are not um, taking care of it the conservation-wise. You know, maybe there's destruction to it, you know, without taking care of it. So... That's another thing in the destruction of Gavilan. So the destruction of Gavilan, I have to look up and see what that is, okay? So um, anyways, um, it is very, very interesting, the articles there on this page. <laughs> and so right now, I wanna, I'm kind of curious of what it says about the woman going into labor. And so on the webpage, you're saying the Zion, which means Mark in Hebrew is a Jewishness, is reduced uh, to a minuscule form, just as Mark. The truth goes into hiding and falsehood, and falsehood is celebrating. Like pregnancy, when the baby is tiny, hidden, and adverse side effects befall the mother. And it says, such times are called gola in Hebrew. And like pregnancy, gola, it worsens over time. We all know that when women are pregnant, it is a time of um, when they're getting ready to deliver the baby, the intensity of the labor pains, they increase dramatically. And, okay, there's also something new and wonderful developing during Gola, like the baby during pregnancy is Gula. Okay, oops, I just overextended myself. Let's see. Um, and then Zion 
it gives birth. The birth pains, um, what we learn from this, uh, why become pregnant, it can get very painful. It's commitment. Life will completely change once it's over. And that's true, but nonetheless, people still choose to go through it. We want the baby, and that's the only way to get it. It's so bad, no one wants it, even especially God himself. But it's worth it because that's how we'll ultimately achieve the gula. Now, gula, the labor pains. Nobody wants to go through the hard labor pains. Nobody wants to go through all of that pain, that torment. And this is what the world is going through right now. As um, those who observe the coming of the Mashiach, you're seeing all kinds of evil things happening around you. And this is a part of the labor pains of what's happening in the world. And this is coming to from about Mashiach. This is a web page of unpleasant signs. And how is this paranormal? For instance, let's go back to the time of Noah, because the time of Noah, there was paranormal things, what we would consider paranormal today, what we would consider um, things that shouldn't happen, that has happened. And what do we see during Noah's time, Noah's time? Well, one other thing, one of my friends had brought to my attention um, they uh, had a problem with the Nephilim. Now, the Nephilim, I'm going into the Encyclopedia of Jewish Myth, Magic, and Mysticism. And this book is by Rabbi Jeffrey W. Dennis. He put in the books, um, if you ever get this book, this is on page 92, and he talks about fallen angels, and what he has is the tradition of revolt in heaven ending in the expulsion or fall of the rebellious angels is a major theme in the Greco-Roman Jewish writings. Hints of this are found first in Genesis 6.14 with a brief report that divine beings copulated with mortal women producing the primeval giants and superheroes. Psalms 82 also has been interpreted as recounting an angelic expulsion from heaven in apocalyptic works like First Enoch in the Book of Giants. These cryptic passages are expanded with further accounts of angelic disobedience and divine punishment. These books also teach that it is from these angels that humanity first learned many occult and impure crafts, sorcery, that lunar calendar, and astrology. Hmm, this is interesting. This says First Enoch 6, 8, 10, Jubilees 4, 5. These angels are central to the dualistic Theology of the Secretarian Priests of the the Qumran. The community rules two and three. Damascus document two war scrolls. Because of their expulsion from heaven, these angels become the principal demons 
thereby offering a rationale for why there are infernal forces at work in the creation that is wholly the work of a benefit, beneficent God. The fallen angels most singled out by name are Samuel, Shemshazi, and Azizel. Though, though in Enoch the names 18 princes, first Enoch names 18 princes, while both Christian and Gnostic traditions embrace and elaborate on these stories, Isaiah 14, for example, is interpreted as an account of the fall of Satan. The mainstream of Jewish thought marginalizes the pre-rabbinic notion of fallen angels. Through the theme reappears snippets of Jewish in the Jewish midrash and mystical literature. Literature. Okay, so he is saying that there's been snippets, snippets, snippets of this particular thing. And you know what this brings me to? This brings me to the um, fascination with everyone these days about um, if there is a, like, you know, and I've always said this, if there is, like, this theory of these fallen angels, um, I've heard many people, if um, these angels, they copulated with women, which caused the great flood, um, if it is these particular beings, well, it takes me what everybody is fascinated by, um, alien invasion. And I found something very, very uh, peculiar because uh, this is going to just trip y'all out, you know, Um I just seen like an article, and you know it it just remind me of this particular thing and this particular article that I see and I'm gonna read it real fast um it's on the n b c now news it's called the match m a c h and it's w w w m n b c news m a c h science space aliens are breeding humans, okay so <laughs> this made me kind of think on this thing because I'm like, you know, everybody has a fascination with these UFO things, but what if they were they are just repeating what happened in Noah's day? Have we ever stopped to think about that? So I was just just, you know, just squirming around on my laptop just, you know, looking at different articles about, hey, you know, some people when they talk about the coming of the Mashiach, you know, let's compare it to the time when Noah, you know, he was, you know, um, in this world. And when what made, what made Hashem bring on the flood? What made him bring on the flood? Because he was just disgusted by the yuck that was going on during Noah's time. So let's go into this because this is this is something because I'm like comparing this because I hear my friend Billy Chapman and them they always talking about some nephilim and that's what they call the beings that copulated with the women, you know, um, before Noah's flood. So I happen to just be scrolling and I found this article. I'm gonna read it. Space aliens are breeding with humans. University instructor says. Scientists say otherwise. 
outlandish claim has a secret breeding program creating alien-human hybrids who can survive climate change. Ooh-wee, y'all. This, sounded, this is by Seth Shostak. This is sounding really freaky. Okay, and this article, it was uh, put out there May 25th, 2019. Okay, so <laughs> this is something that is really interesting, and it's really parallel. Okay, now, this is what he writes. Maybe you've never seen any space aliens, but recent polls indicate that up to 6% of Americans claim to have been abducted by them. And, hey, my friends in the Caribbean, shout out to you, Jamaica, the Caribbean Indians, Costa Rica, we thinking about you, and I'm, you know, I know that there's a lot of unreported alien sightings your way. But anyway, this is an article by Seth Shostak. He's talking about these space aliens, okay? I'll start it again. Maybe you've never seen any space aliens, but recent polls indicate that up to 6% of Americans claim to have been abducted by them. The experience doesn't sound pleasant. The extraterrestrials are often said to take their captives to their saucers, lay them out on a table, and extract Firm from the men and impregnate the women. Who, if you're familiar with the UFO lore, you know that there are a couple of common explanations for these breeding experiments. One is that the aliens are in a reproductive bind on their home world. Hmm, boy, does this sound similar to the Nephilim. And let me go on. They can no longer successfully procreate and so have to come to Earth to use humans as incubators to spawn alien offspring. The other is that the aliens are producing hybrid beings that will somehow help them take over our planet. Scientists, of course, are dubious of such claims. After all, there's never been any good evidence that the abductions are taking place. No one ever seems to bring along a cell phone to take photos or a pocket or to pocket an artifact from the saucers. But an instructor at the University of Oxford in England believes the abductions are real. Young Hei Chi, who teaches Korean at the university, also claims to know what the aliens have in mind. In lectures given at the university, he says they're creating alien-human hybrids as a hedge against climate change. To support his unorthodox theory, Chi notes that for several decades the number of reported alien abductions have risen. He bases this statement on the work of David Jacobs, a retired Temple University historian who has published several books on UFOlogy and who runs the International Center for Abduction Research. Jacob has interviewed more than a 1,000 people who claim to have been abducted using hypnotic regression that apparently allows them to recall their unearthly encounters with aliens. Mind you, this is too controversial, and Jacob himself admits that people should be skeptical of these recollections. Re- recollections. 
she takes the claims to face value and links the growing number of abductees cataloged by Jacobs to the increase in atmospheric greenhouse gases. He doesn't imply a cause and effect. The abduction experiment is not responsible for global warming. Rather, it's a reaction to it. The extraterrestrials are producing hybrids that can better withstand the rigors of a toastier planet by producing a new model of Homo sapiens. This project would eliminate the need for difficult climate accords and elaborate in geoengineering projects. It would also help the aliens themselves who are said to be living among us by preserving the part of their DNA that's carried by the temperature-tolerant hybrids. Of course, human-alien hybrids, no matter how well adapted to a warmer world, don't address the crutes of climate change problem. Even unimproved human can handle hotter temperatures. After all, they already live in a plethora of steamy environments, including the Congo, Amazonia, and downtown Tucson. Rising sea levels could be dealt with, too, by building dikes along the seaboards and riding, riding off the Miami beach. But it's the other inhabitants of the planet that are problematic crops and critters that will either migrate during the poles and disappear altogether. These, after all, are essential to both our environment, our food supply, and does the Oxford instructor presume that these other earthly residents are also being re-engineered by the aliens? In addition, Chi's argument rests on the fact that two things have simultaneously increased in the past several decades. The number of reported abductions and the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide, of course, many other things have risen during this time, too, including the price of bacon and the number of TV channels. It's a big jump for coincidence and timing to an alien project to produce a climate-resistant species. Eventually, this weird theory will be vindicated or vanquished by observation. She says that the reason we don't see the aliens is that they are largely, largely unrecognizable. The first-generation hybrids will have physical features distinct to aliens, he's told NBC News mock in an email. But from the second generation, they have almost indistinguishable bodily features from those of humans, although they may still carry at least one-fourth of alien genes. The inability to discern anything odd about the appearance of the hybrids is both convenient and unconvincing. They live among us, but we, don't, we didn't notice. And meanwhile, the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide continues to climb. It seems unlikely that humanity will un ultimately find this situation less threatening thanks to an alien rebuild. But still, you might want to check your 23andMe results, maybe. You're already a hybrid. And this is an article. <laughs> this is an article unmocked, and it's this article, it was written by Seth uh, Shostock. I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. And this was an article written May 25th, 2019. And see, there's many people who have uh, claimed to be abducted and impregnated by uh, these particular things that have abducted them. But this pretty much sounds like a parallel 
of the days of Noah because according to scripture, um, days of falling beings, they impregnated women before the flood. And um, these beings, uh, the result were giants on the earth. And as a result of all those giants being on the earth, um, Hashem, God, he grew disgusted and because and he made the evil increase. I mean, who's to say that this is not what's happening now because some of the things that's happening in our world is unimaginable. I don't remember anything um, that the things that we are experiencing, I don't remember anything like it is now, the the uh, acceleration of the evil things. People, uh, they're not trusting or loving their neighbors like themselves. They don't uh, care about human life the way that they are, they, that they should, and the way that it used to be. So I just want you to just hold that thought. And I'm going to come back. We're going to continue the discussion upon uh, the paranormal before Mashiach. Hello, it's Shalom, Chat Rillers. This is Dr. Denise Bocadis, metaphysician, philosopher, and psychotherapist. I am one of the hosts of the Chat Rill with Billy and Friends. I'm also the host of the Black Jewish Queen live chat. I am here to announce another good friend of Billy Tappan and Friends, the writer of The Matrix and Terminator, the original Oracle herself, sci-fi writer, Oscar, and award-winning Sophia Stewart. Did you know that Sophia Stewart has a lineup of fantastic books available, especially for those who love and enjoy her written work of The Matrix and The Terminator movies? If you love these movies, you will love her books. Her latest book is quite exciting for those who love The Matrix. It is called The Evolution of Conscious, Matrix 4. That is The Evolution of Conscious, Matrix 4. In this book, Sophia Stewart talks about cracking the genetic code. This is a must-read for those who love The Matrix and The Terminator. I am happy to announce this book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble bookstores. It is also a recommended book on Goodreads, along with her other best-selling five-star books. Number one, The Third Eye. Number two, The Mother of the Matrix. Number three, Matrix Trivia, all written by Sophia Stewart. These books are popular and they are selling fast. Order your copy today. Don't forget, Sophia Stewart's books are available on Amazon, sold at your local Barnes & Noble bookstores. You can even purchase her book on Goodreads. You can also visit her webpage at thetruthaboutmatrix.com. That is thetruthaboutmatrix.com. Order yours before supply runs out. The choice is yours. The blue pill. Or the red pill. Chat with you soon, your people. Bye bye. I 
Jewish Queen herself, your host, Dr. Denise Gotautis. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen Live Chat. Today, we're talking a little bit about paranormal, paranormal before Mashiach. And we were just talking about the Nephilim, the mating with women of space aliens in an article and you will not believe I just popped into another article that is very interesting. And um, I don't know. I'm just, you know, freaking out by this because <laughs> there are so many parallels. Um, on this one, it is by, let's see, this, this, this is near Meet the Press. It is uh, NBCNews.com. 
And what trips me out about this particular article as far as, you know, I'm just looking at the parallels between the Nephilim, the ones that brought the giants in the earth when the women were taken by angels. And these women um, made it with these beings, and it caused giants to come on the earth. The giants are known as the Nephilim, and um, it's a demon hybrid. So I was just reading an article. If you're just now tuning in, we're just reading an article about uh, this particular Korean professor. He was saying that these people who call themselves aliens, they say they're not from this world, uh, when they abduct people, they take the women and they inject them with with their um, alien sperm and um, cause the women to be pregnant. So what I, another article just happened to catch my eye. And this article, and not to get on this subject because we were, we were talking about the birth pains. This goes along with the birth pains before the Mashiach comes. So this other article that I'm reading, get this, it says former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. So, <laughs> oh, this is getting deep. Let's read this one. Let's see what this one says. It says the Galactic Federation has been waiting for humans to reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. Hmm. A former Israeli space security chief has sent, has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward. And this article is by Adela, Adela Solomon and Paul Goldman. And this article, it was put out December 8th, 2020. Okay? I'm on the MSNBC website. And so here's what they're saying on this article. A former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. The unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Haim Ashed, former head of the Israeli Defense Ministry's space director, told Israel's Yerdat Aharonah newspaper, I hope I pronounced it right, the interview in Hebrew ran on Friday and gained traction after parts were published in English by the Jerusalem Post on Tuesday. A respected professor and retired general, Ashel said the aliens were equally curious about humanity and were seeking to understand the fabric of the universe. Our chef said cooperation agreements have been signed between species, including an underground base in the depths of Mars, where there are American astronauts and alien representatives. Um, there is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They sign a contract with us to do experiments here, he said. Hmm, makes you wonder where COVID and the vaccine came from, don't it? Now, anyway, continuing the article. Eschel added that the President Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrial's existence and had been on the verge 
of revealing information, but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. They have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. I shall say, referring to the Galactic Federation. Hmm, you know what? Years ago, I remember they were saying something about the Galactic Federation of Light. Oh, I'm not going to even begin to get into that. But anyway, let me finish reading this article. The White House and Israeli officials did not immediately respond to NBC News' request for comment. Sue Gaw, a spokesperson for the Pentagon, declined to comment. A spokesperson for NASA said one of the agency's key goals was the search for life in the universe, but that it had yet to find signs of extraterrestrial life. Oh, please. I'm, 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 I'm just like, wow, this is something else because, you know, this is just something else because, I mean, we know that the Torah already says that there are other species that exist beyond our own, even dimensionally, okay? I'm going to continue. Although we have not yet defined signs of extraterrestrial life, which they lie, that's my interjection, NASA is exploring the solar system and beyond to help us answer fundamental questions, including whether we are alone in the universe, the spokesperson said in a statement. So, you know, articles like this, it's um, very interesting. Um, They know that full well that it's just, to me, it's utter arrogance. They know that uh, beings, uh, angels, in other words, they know that beings do exist beyond this world. I mean, anybody with common sense, you will know it. If you believe that Hashem exists, if you believe in God, you know that there are other beings that exist beyond man. Man is not the only one that um, is in existence. So anyway, these articles are interesting. Um, it, Like I said, it brings me back to... Noah's time too, with the um, with people saying, "Hey, these things they took me up to their spaceship and they injected something in me and they impregnated me and then they returned me to this and that." So, <laughs> you know, um, you 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 will just you know you you use your own common sense and you make the determination yourself. But anyways. Getting back to the subject about this is just one of those things. This is one of those things where people are just floating in their arrogance. And this is one of the signs of uh, the possibly, you know, uh, Mashiach. Mashiach, the return of the Mashiach, the precursor to Mashiach. And so, anyway, getting back, we are getting back to the subject of the birth pains of Mashiach. What's going to happen? What could happen uh, before the Guala? I mean, there are a lot, a lot of uh, different things that people are saying this happened. And you know what? I do mention this on occasion. They constantly at times talk about the Mandela effect, how things are not the same, how 
our seasons are all whacked up, how there's been changes. And you know what? I could personally agree with that because, I mean, it's like I could remember as a little kid, and I told Billy this, I can remember as a little kid when people used to talk about where the earth sits in the solar system and in the universe and everything, got place in the universe. I remember Carl Sagan sitting in front of the TV watching Carl Sagan talk about, because he was an astrologer, he was an um, astronomer who used to come on TV all the time. I forget the name, well, I forget the name of the show, but anyways, I used to sit in front of the TV and he used to talk about where Earth was located in the solar system, you know, and so he said that we're in the Milky Way galaxy and the Earth is sitting on the outside, the rim, the the end of the Sagittarius arm in the universe. We're like on the outskirts of the circular galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. This is what I do remember, okay? <laughs> I don't know if anybody else, you know, if you could just, you know, chime in and you remember these things. But what I do know is that they were talking about that it was on the outskirts. Now, um, after people started talking about the Mandela effect, the changes, oh, my gosh, it's not the Bernstein Bears, it's the Bernstein Bears. Well, okay, I do remember Bernstein Bears. I do, with the S-T-E-I-N, but okay, that's irrelevant. But I also remember the Twilight Zone, Rod Sterling. It wasn't Sterling. So, you know, it's people are like, uh-uh, no, his name was Sterling. I'm like, no, I used to sit in front of the TV all the time and watch the Twilight Zone. I know his name was with the S-T. But anyways, needless to say, I'm just dilly-dallying on my computer, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, the Earth is sitting on the outskirts of the Milky Way, just like Carl Sagan said, the Sagittarius Earth. And I'm looking, and now I'm looking, and it says the Earth is sitting near the galactic center. And I'm like, the Orion, I'm what? Because I remember we used to look at the Orion in the distance, you know, the little dipper, big dipper. If you were a fan of, you know, looking at the spaceship things, and, you know, I used to like to watch Star Trek and, you know, one of those people who watched the Star Wars and all of these other things as little kids, you know, did. You know, it's it's just it's just it's just uh it's just astounding. And I'm like, Well, how did this happen? What is going on? And then I'm looking and looking and looking and all of a sudden I see, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Mandela effect. Now, did Mandela die in prison or did he die outside the prison? You know, and you know what, guys? I'm having all kinds. Before I even knew about the Mandela effect, I'm having all kinds of strange dreams about the Mashiach. And I think I shared this once or twice with people I know. Uh, just, you know, it's it's. I could go in deeper, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but, yes, anyway, needless to say, it, I believe that something is happening and um, something is happening, something unusual is happening um, in the world around us. 
because even there's been atmospheric changes. There's been, I mean, people have changed, and it, it, people are more angry when you walk around. All of this COVID stuff, all of these lockdowns, everything, it seems like that it is an air of, of rage and evil sort of in the air, you know, that weren't, it was not there before. Um, things look different than before. And, you know, it's like something you know, but you just cannot place your finger on it. And I would just say that, you know, um, um, I was observing this webpage about the Mashiach, but I've uh, the things that's going on in our day and age, I've never seen before. People uh, have changed um, on the inside, and we are living in some interesting times. And now this particular webpage, after this article with the coming of the Mashiach is associated with the pains like a like a pregnant woman, you know, I've heard this term to going on and on and on because the birth pains is a part of the evil, the sutra akra, the, the, all of the things that we see that we know that we normally do not see. And um, these alien invasions, space alien invasions, the unrest with nations fighting each other, um, you know, the Israeli conflicts, um, how the surrounding nations, they really, really would, you know, like or pressing into Israel. And everybody knows that Israel is a special place, more special than all of the other parts in the world because this is a place that the creator had placed for himself. And these are the people that he placed for himself. But, you know, you you look around you, you see the atmospheric changes, the seasons are not even the same. You know, and somewhat it reminds me of the book of Daniel, how times and seasons would change. Could that have something to do with the way that it is going to be before the Mashiach comes? The Mashiach, and I mean the true Mashiach sent by the creator himself, the one who is supposed to give us um, as a whole a hope, renew the world and renew everything and bring Tikkun Olam um, to the four corners of the earth. And, you know, this is my thing. Um, um, I, I do think that um, we are <laughs> experiencing something in this world that was never, ever experienced before. And I believe that we are going to see something that, you know, you could just feel it, that something is going to happen. Um, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And, you know, it's like one of those foreboding feelings that you have that you know something is going to happen, but you just don't know what. But you know, this is why I say that it is important for everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice that does tune in to CRS Radio, the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat. I tell you, it is important for you to keep your heart and your mind in your Torah, to keep your heart and your mind in your prayers to the Creator and to seek the Creator's 
faith and to concentrate on the creator. The reason why I'm saying this is because there are things that are happening around us that is beyond our control, and there's things happening around us um, that have never happened before. And I do not doubt that um, there are interdimensional beings um, that are playing with our time and our space. And that might sound a little freaky to you, but you know what? Demons, Sitra Akra, whatever it is, it is an interdimensional being. It knows how to play with things beyond our level. We're on a physical level. All of us, we see things with our physical eyes. We judge from our physical eyes. We judge from the outside appearance. But we must consider the inside as well. You know, we must consider what goes on in the spiritual realm. And I'm not, you know, you guys are saying, oh, Lord, here she goes. She's getting into Kabbalah. But, no, I'm just saying with her metaphysics. But I'm saying that we must consider that the spiritual things happen in the spiritual first before they take place in the physical realm. We have to consider that. Even um, our existence is based upon the spiritual things. And even the Mashiach before his coming, there are spiritual things that are that will take place and that is taking place. And you know what? Some of us, we're seeing these things. The reason why we're seeing things we've never seen before is because it is manifesting now in our physical realm. The things that were hidden on the inside of people, and the things that was hidden on the inside of things, if you haven't noticed, because of the expectation, everything is coming outward. Majority of the people, the things that's within them spiritually, is manifesting on the outside of them. And this is another thing that I have noticed on the spiritual sense. And this is why we have to be careful and we have to stay within our Torah, and we have to depend on Hashem for everything because <laughs> half of the stuff, I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know everything. And if anybody claims to know everything, um, I don't think they're telling the truth, y'all. That's my personal opinion. Another article before. We go soon. We have 17 minutes here. I wanted to touch on another article that I'm seeing that popped up in my face. And this is something that, hey, just talked about it, the surfacing of deep evil in the pre-Messianic times and how to handle it. And this is a Jewish Torah perspective, Okay. And so what they're saying is deep evil is a part of creation, okay? Uh, deep evil is showing up at the end of days. The first temple destroyed for idol worship, illicit relations, and murder. This is a Talmud, Yuma 9b. The idol worship, illicit relations, and murder are discernible acts. Babylonian exile for 70 years, Jeremiah 29.10. The second temple destroyed for unwarranted hatred. 
And <laughs> let's see, hatred is a subtle murder. So needless to say, needless to say, we know that some of this is going on. Before, before, before I go into or get off of here, I'm going to go into this because I'm curious of what um, this article is saying, okay? I want to share some of it with you if I can get into it. <laughs> um, they are acknowledging that uh, there is a deep evil going on in the end times. And they're acknowledging, they're saying three trends in world history. Number one, evil keeps surging and intensifying. This is the Sutra Akra. And two, the Torah also surges and intensifies. Three, the personal ability constantly shrinks. Okay. And it says this is three sides, okay? Three slides, okay? Explain the three trends would ultimately come of each one, later generations, earlier generations, in the intensity of the evil. Evil was always around. It's a part of creation, but not always manifest on the surface. But by the same token, will not always remain hidden underneath. Now, this is something coincidentally that I just said. I think the, what we're seeing is the evil that's in people, it's coming on the outside of people. When people really feel something about you, it's going to manifest on the outside. This is the thing about what's happening to our world. When, you know, um, before people kind of hid the way they felt about you, but now for some unknown reason, it seems like it's the opposite. Everybody, would, you could see the ugliness on the outside of people. And it is the most unusual thing. I mean, if you had a very, very strong religious uh, prayer life and you absorb, observe, you know, you you know, your shul observances, you were just, you know, wanting to do a lot of good for people, good deeds and everything. I believe a lot of the people who are like that, it's manifesting on the outside of them. It seems like that everything that was on the inside is turned out and everything on the outside that people, you know, are perceiving is turned in so that people can really uh, see what people are really like. And that's what it seems like to me. I mean, you could disagree or agree with me on that one, but I believe this is from my observation. I'm giving my observation of what I've seen. And because, you know, it seems like nobody can really hide anymore. They can't really hide how they are and, you know, what type of person they are. This is, for me, just observing things. And, you know, this is me looking at things ever since I'm, like, was aware of, like, oh, my goodness, what, Mandela effect, okay, let me, you know, I could just, I've been just observing, just changes. I mean, it's just me. Okay, now, the, uh, getting back to the article before, we got a little bit of time left. Um, okay, it says evil, it was always around, it was a, it's a part of creation, and uh, it, it does not always manifest on the surface. But, hey, I say it, it's doing it. 
And by the same token, it will not always remain hidden underneath. And you know we're living in a day and age where it ain't, it ain't, it ain't hidden no more. It's not hidden no more. People are proud, as a matter of fact, of the evil that they're doing. They don't care because they're not caring for their neighbor. Okay, and then, okay, I'm going to go on. On the surface, on the surface, what we see in the world, what we hear in the news, in ourselves, what we think, talk, and do can be measured, can be dealt with. That's what we need to work on. And, yeah, we all need to work on ourselves. Under the surface, the subconscious, example, what alarms you when someone is staring at you from behind. And similarly, in the world at large, the real moving force behind world events. There's powerful stuff under the surface, the bad powers of which are called deep evil. No control over these powers, too hard to fix. And you know what? As far as this is concerned, my opinion, it depends on the individual because some people like being evil, and that's just me. Some people love to be evil, and that's not a good thing. But they have no fear of the one who created them, and that's their problem. They're going to have to take it up with them. Okay, the surging of new evils, but life is dynamic. The stuff from the subconscious makes its way to the conscious of the person. And the world over time, this is what's happening, y'all. This is what the article is saying. And these are the new evils we see pop up throughout history, typically dressed as the modern culture of the time. For example, idol worshiping up to the destruction of the first temple. Hellenism during the second temple, circle 200 BCE. Secular Enlightenment, 800 CE. Why evil surface? The world needs to be cleaned up in preparation for the end times. And, yeah, I do believe we are in the end times. We are there. But I'm going on to his next point. This includes underneath the surface as well. How do we get down there? We don't. As each type of level of evil is dealt with on the surface, a deeper level layer gets exposed. That will be the next challenge. We only clean the surface, the dirt that we find there at the time. No, I disagree with that, but okay. Let me keep going. (laughs) Friendships becoming shaky. Two good friends whom you think it's possible to separate start fighting. Why? A deeper new evil popped up in their hearts, trying to divide and conquer. It's for the purpose of overcoming and putting it to bed. The friendship will thus become even healthier. No, I guess I guess you fight. You could fight with a friend, like you fight with your brothers and your sisters, and then later on you come and say, "Oh, okay, we're cool." <laughs> I guess, yeah, that that could be true. That's true. That's true. But um, at the same time, what they're saying is the evil that's in when it comes out, it manifests out, and then it's cleaned up on the outside. And this is what I hope is happening to everybody. I really do. But I don't know. We will see. (laughs) Okay, the next part of this article is only looking bad, like someone who's cleaning up his garage, throwing all the stuff he doesn't want outside. It's looking very messy on the front lawn until the garbage truck comes. It's good that all the rubbish is piled up outside. That's how it's easily collected and removed before all the rubbish was inside, hidden, mixed up with other precious items. So looks can be deceiving. And see, everything, like I said, to me, everything that's in the inside, it came out. And I pray that it is being cleaned up. I pray that through the works of good deeds of some, that through the creator, that, you know, he can alarm to come through this healing of the world. Okay? So 
We wanted Psalms 97 through 8. A boorish man does not know, neither does a fool understand this. When the wicked flourish like grass and all the workers of violence blossom only to be destroyed forever. Wow. The evil, the wicked is surfacing the disappeared. That is powerful. I'll read that again. A boorish man does not know, neither does a fool understand this. When the wicked flourish like grass and all workers of violence blossom only to be destroyed. That's Psalms 97 through 8. Ooh. And then the point of this is they're surfacing. All of the wickedness and all the wicked men, they're surfacing to disappear. Okay? The deeper, the stronger. You work hard. You move up in life. There's always a bigger challenge to take on. Same thing with cleaning up the world. As we progress in time and achieve new milestones, the evils that come our way get more intense. And this is what's happening, okay? The first temple destruction, it was shallow. The second temple destruction, it was deep. The end of the exile, Gola. It's extreme, irrational, ridiculous. Most of the unwarranted bit of hatred, even families break down, even scholars decay, even synagogues are defiled by Jews themselves, suicide bombing, Israeli government giving away the territory to terrorists and releasing them from jail are some well expressions of the theme. So it goes from shallow, the cause of the destruction was the idol worship, the illicit relations, the murder. Okay, the second temple destruction was deep. The cause of the destruction was unwarranted hatred, just a feeling inside. What's wrong? Okay? The question is the very problem, and they didn't fix it. It was anti-Semitism and the most global expression of this theme. Okay, the end of the exile is the deepest. It's the worst. It's extreme, irrational, ridiculous. Families break down. Hatred, unwarranted bit of hatred. Scholars decay, defile themselves, you know, just... Outright, which we see in today, evil's destiny with the advent of Mashiach, we have to deal with the worst evils. These are the very signs of Mashiach. We find in the prophets in the Talmud, analyzed about Mashiach.com. This is the site, y'all. God willing, but once these worst evils are dealt with, there's no more evil to fight. Evil will meet its end. Okay? So... This is what we're hoping. And in summarization of this, in summary, um, the evils that we can see are what we can and must deal with and remove. Deeper evils will surface when it's time to deal with them. It looks bad on the surface while evil is being dealt with, but underneath it's getting better. Evil is worse just before the coming of the Mashiach. Once worse, evil's cleaned up, evil is gone forever. And that is the hope. When Mashiach comes, evil will cease to exist. Evil will be dealt with right now. What's on the inside of people, like I said, because I remember this. People were a lot nicer. People were not kinder. They cared about their neighbors. So it appeared that way. But now that we have all this technology, this AI and everything, you see the worst of people coming out. And that worst thing that you see coming out, it's like a stench, like you're just covered in soot, okay, for some. And that evil, you could just openly see it. It's like a sewage pit, okay? And so 
right now, I think that's where we're at. And I do believe that, I mean, that sewer pit is being exposed only to be cleaned up by the coming of Mashiach. So uh, this is a part of the labor pains. And those labor pains of that woman in labor, it has intensified, as you can see, around us. The world, it looks so different. People don't care. More anger than ever before. More hatred of each other than ever before is what I have observed. This is why it is so important for everybody to work their puzzle piece themselves. We got to worry right now. We have to work um, out our own evils for ourselves and overcome it and pray and, and go to show. I mean, we need to do that for ourselves. If we work one person at a time, and like my book, The Metaphysical God, in relation to his re- creation, we are important puzzle pieces. What we do, what we say, how we handle things, it matters. When we handle things in a good way, we are in turn cleaning that evil up off of ourselves so that we could be ready for when the creator's Mashiach will come and help to con- in the continuance of healing the world as a whole. That's Tikkun Olam. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that everyone who listened in today, I hope you uh, got something out of it. And I wanted to say before I leave that CRS Radio is looking for a Spanish-speaking host. Um, We are looking for a Spanish-speaking host. And let me see, what else was I supposed to remember? Oh, yes, we're doing a fundraiser with the GoFundMe. You can find CRS Radio. We're looking for serious donors. Um, these donations, it's going to go to the youth areas where we can help the youth that are less fortunate, um, some of them that are talented to get in the entertainment industry and got them in a way to where it's not all that filth. So this is for a good cause. It's also for uh, Billy Tappan. He is a heart transplant recipient. And we're also going to help with organ donations and all of that. Um, the Some of you guys that are listening to the Black Jewish Queen Life chat, you've seen the advertisement for this up on my postings on CRS Radio um, blog and also the page on Facebook. I urge you to donate, even if you just got a dollar, donate it because it's for a good cause. And we are going to take Motown Alumni Association. Um, we're going to take some of the artists to Israel to uh, perform in concert April 2024, coming up soon. So, anyway, thank you for listening to the Black Jewish Queen Life Chat on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Station. I'm so glad you listened in. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, Chime in, let me know, (laughs) and I'll talk to you soon. Blessings to everyone. Bye-bye.